This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? You doing all right? Aren't you glad you can be in the world but not of it? That's the background for that little greeting that has become part of my trademark through the years. And I'm so grateful for the privilege of sharing with you once again from God's Word. I've just been praying that His love and His truth and His power and all of the blessed evidences of the Holy Spirit of God might be in my voice and in my words as I speak with you. We are in Mark chapter 11. We've come now to verse 27. Said they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, there came to him the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. That was a distinguished company, wasn't it? And they said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority to do these things? Now, the, what is the these things they're talking about? Well, verse 15, He went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves, and would not suffer that any man should carry a vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying, Is it not written? See, he had reference to Scripture. Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of thieves. <clears throat> the, the usual practice in all of those, uh, those carryings on was to hike up the price of everything because it was the feast time. The prices don't fall. Bargains don't occur until after an event is over. You have sales that come after the holidays. But if you want to uh, travel, for example, when it's vacation season, the prices are higher. If you go to, to Florida when the temperature in the summer is up near 100 degrees, you'll find that you might be able to rent a room rather reasonably. But you go down to Florida again while what they call the season is on, where all of the snowbirds have come down from the north, and it's going to cost you more. Well, that's how we accept it. But our Lord Jesus wasn't going to stand for any of that kind of goings-on in the temple. He said, you fellows, it's a den of thieves. You're robbing people is what you're doing. You've hiked the prices because you know that you can get it, and you've moved your merchandising right straight into the holy place of God, which ought to be a house of prayer. So he threw them out. Now that's what these people, this delegation, mentioned in Mark eleven twenty seven, that's what they had reference to, these things. All right? This, I think, is, is, is a normal human nature reaction. Anytime you stand up for the truth of God, people are bound to say, who do you think you are anyway? The answer, of course, is the ancient word of the prophets. They said, thus saith the Lord. Isaiah said, To the law and to the testimony, for if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. You and I derive our authority from the word of God. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going around spouting scripture verses to everyone. It does mean, number one, that you're going to hide the word of God in your mind and memory so that the Spirit of God can apply it when you need it. You have a great computer there between your two ears, and you put the Word of God into the computer, and you can then depend upon the blessed Spirit of God to crank that out when you need it. That's the first thing. Second thing is to order your lifestyle in line with what you know 
is taught in the written Word of God. It is impossible to be effective in terms of spiritual authority unless your lifestyle agrees with what is taught in the written Word of God. You don't have any authority with people who know you are compromising. It is that simple. Now, there are some who may love you dearly and who will know that you are wrong in certain areas of your life and who will keep on praying for you. I trust that may be so with every one of us. Thank God for loved ones who take us as we are. You understand me. But at the same time, if you want authority, let us say with a group of people, and they know that you are compromised in your testimony in some way, financially shady dealings, ethically faulty relationships, whatever it may be, you're not going to have any authority with them. They're going to discount you, aren't they? Well, this, this, this is true in every walk of life. If, if a car dealer is known to be uh, uh, guilty of sharp practice, people don't trust him. One of, the, one of the funny things that happened when I first moved to this area was that I was looking about, you know, I'm a car nut anyway, so I'm interested in cars and motorcycles and airplanes and guns and cameras and, and all the rest. Things always fascinated me. So I was looking around in the different used car lots and talking to people. Idly, really, I wasn't about to buy something. And so it happened that I talked to somebody one day, and I said, uh, such and such a dealer seems to have pretty good display. He must be uh, he must be uh, doing a fine business. He looked me in the eye and he said, don't go near his place, you can't trust him. <laughs> Bang, just like that. Well, all right. You see what I'm talking about? Your authority, beloved, and mine, with any given group of people, depends on whether we are lining up our lifestyle with what we know to be the truth of the written word of God. Thus saith the Lord. By what authority? When people ask you, who do you think you are anyway? You have to have an answer for them. Peter says, be ready to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you and do it with meekness and respect. So you need to be able to give an answer. And the answer to those things is, I'm just representing the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. And that's what he's teaching me in his word. Well, they said, by what authority are you doing this? And who gave you that authority? Two questions. Well, he said, I'll ask you a question. He said, the baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? See, our Lord Jesus knew the hearts and minds of people, and he knew how to hang them up on their own dilemma. They reasoned with themselves, saying, if we say the baptism of John was from heaven, he'll say, why didn't you believe him? But if we say the baptism of John was just, was just uh, human, uh, human uh, reasoning, they feared the people. For all men counted John that he was a prophet indeed. So they were, they were hung up on the horns of their own dilemma. Small thought here. Whenever you begin to question why God does things, you end up on the horns of your own reasoning. Why did this happen to me? Job asked, you know, he asked, why, did, why was I born? Why didn't I die? Uh, 
before I was born? Why didn't I die after I was born? Why did God let me grow up and see all this? Why? Why did these things happen? The the early uh, portions of the book of Job has his series of questions in them. Do you recall that? Well, now, Job never got an answer to those questions. Instead, God revealed himself to our friend Job, and we find the man saying, I've heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee, and I repent and abhor myself in dust and ashes. He said, I'm through questioning you. I want my heart to be right with you. Now, I'm talking, I'm sure, to some who are going through the deep waters of sorrow. You've lost a loved one. Or somebody whose home is broken up, a wife or a husband has strayed away and a home is broken up. Or someone who's uh, who's just heartbroken because a prodigal son or a wayward daughter has, uh, has, has just broken your heart. Somebody who's going through it. And you're tempted to say, why? Why did this happen? Why did he, why did he leave me? Wasn't I a good wife to him? Why did my boy do this to me? We tried to bring him up right. I've had people say that to me. Pastor, we tried to bring him up as a, in a Christian home. Why did this happen? You have an, a traffic accident and someone's injured or worse, and you say, why did that happen to me? I've asked that myself. Why? Well, see, you don't get answers to the why questions of life, beloved. The answer fi- is found in a closer relationship with your Lord. The answer to your questions concerning why God does things is only found in a closer, more loving, more trustful relationship with your blessed Lord. You follow me there? Now, I know that's strong medicine, and somebody's saying, well, Cook, it's all right for him to talk. He, he doesn't have my problems. No, that's true, but I may have some of my own, remember? (laughs) We're all human beings. Uh, So uh, don't don't fight it today as I'm I'm talking with you, my beloved friend. Don't fight it. Instead of saying, why did this happen? Turn to your Father in heaven and say, oh God, draw me closer to your heart. Reveal to me what your will is for me. Let the experience be one of purifying and sweetening my life. Let me get closer to thee, Lord, through this. Pray that prayer. I can guarantee you, dear one, I can guarantee you that God will answer. And in the process, not only will you be comforted and reassured, but the shine of God will be on your life. And people will realize that God has indeed brought you through the experience for his glory. So uh, these people were hung up on the horns of their own human reasoning, and they said, well, we can't say. Well, he says, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Only the believing heart has entree into the secrets of God. Only the believing heart has entree into the secrets of God. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God reveals his secrets in his sanctuary. That's found over there in, in Psalm 25. It's, a, it's a, good, uh, a good verse, isn't it? You know that one? Let me turn to it. The, the, the sanctuary. Let me find it for you. The, the secret of the Lord, 2514 in the Psalms. Uh, 
The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. The psalmist said, I was so angry about the way things were going. Uh, and, And he said, I was like a beast. I was so angry. But he said, until I went into the sanctuary, then I understood. God's secrets are reserved for the trusting heart. Would you open up your heart today to God, my dear friend? Maybe you've never asked the Lord Jesus to come in and be your Lord and Savior. Ask him today to forgive your sins and to make you God's child and to enter into your life by his wondrous power and be your Savior. Open your heart and life to the Lord. Dear Father, today, help us to yield to thee so we'll understand thy perfect will. In Jesus' name I pray this, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.